Welcome to r slash true off my chest, where OP's 19-year-old sister is getting married to her 36-year-old high school teacher. Our next Reddit post is from Throwaway Account. My younger sister is getting married to her 36-year-old high school teacher in a few days, and everyone seems okay with it. She graduated a year ago, and they told us they were dating almost immediately after the graduation. I was shocked and angry, but everyone around me was happy and supportive of them. The teacher divorced his wife two years ago and started paying attention to my sister. He spoke to her after class regularly and paid special attention to her studies. I thought this was weird and talked to my sister about this, but she told me that he was helping her because she was the best student of her class, which she was. A few months ago, only a few months into dating, they announced that they were engaged. I tried talking to my parents about their age difference and stuff, but they didn't want to hear it. I talked to my sister, and she told me that she's happy and that she loves him. We live in a small town with a tight-knit community, and everyone's supporting their marriage. I'm feeling useless right now, and I'm angry at myself. I was unable to protect my sister. I feel like I failed my duties as an older sibling. I hate everyone around me. How do they not see what's going on here? And then, a few months later, OP posted an update. The marriage happened. I contemplated not going to the ceremony, but I didn't want to hurt my little sister, so I went reluctantly. My blood was boiling through the whole thing. Everyone who came to the ceremony congratulated them. I couldn't even look the teacher in the face because I was so angry at him. I hated the whole thing. I'm leaving this town tomorrow. I can't stand these people. My parents think that getting married to a good guy with a stable job is the best thing that could have happened to my sister, and my relatives agreed. He groomed her. Why doesn't anyone else see that? I want to scream at everyone. When I told my sister I was leaving, she cried. I reassured her and told her that I wasn't angry at her. I made it clear to her that she could contact me at any time under any circumstances and that I'd be here for her. I bought her a phone and told her that I'd talk to her regularly. I tried to not antagonize anyone because I want them to reach out to me if anything happens. It was very hard to do. I came close to fighting several people. My sister was a star student. I always thought that she would go to a big college and become someone significant. But now, she's going to be a housewife. That thought is destroying me. I wasn't harsh on her because I'm hoping that she wakes up soon, and I want to be there for her when that happens. I want to support her and see her full potential, and I'm wishing it happens soon. Also, OP adds in an edit that his sister has a contraceptive implant, and he wisely tells her not to get it removed for at least a couple of years. Then, about one year later, OP posted an update. Since the marriage a year ago, I've made it a point to talk to my sister regularly on the phone that I gave her. A few weeks in, her husband started pushing her to be in a traditional wife role, which created a wedge between her and her friends. But I made sure to keep in touch and to visit her once every month. Her husband did not like that, but he tolerated it to keep up appearances. To deal with my frustrations, I joined a gym and started working out. Several months into their marriage, her husband managed to domesticate her completely. She stopped going out almost entirely and had very little independence, and he also tried to start separating my sister from me. However, because I kept a good and consistent relationship with her, he wasn't able to do that. 
A couple of months ago, he started hinting to my sister about wanting kids, but I kept repeating to my sister that she shouldn't have kids until a few years into their marriage. Last month, he told her directly that he wanted kids, and my sister told him that she wanted to wait. He started pressuring her to get her contraceptive implant removed, so last week, I went back home to talk to him. I always try to be polite to him whenever I visit their home so that he doesn't have any ammo to try to separate us. During our conversation, I brought up that he was pressuring my sister to get her contraceptive implant removed. It escalated into an argument with him saying that he had a right to have kids with his wife. When I didn't back down, he got frustrated and took a swing at me, which didn't connect properly. I didn't hesitate in punching him back in his face. He fell backwards and started howling in pain. I've wanted to do that since this whole ordeal started, and it was satisfying. I think him hitting me was my sister's wake-up call. He called the cops and told them that I assaulted him. Fortunately, I make sure to record everything when I visit their home. I use my Apple Watch for this, and it's a great tool for stealthy audio recording. I called my boss and told her what happened, and she promised to send me a lawyer just in case. When the cops arrived, my sister took my side, which surprised her husband. With me being a woman and with the recording, the cops took my side. The lawyer arrived after that, and I told her husband that I was taking my sister with me. He tried to protest, but the lawyer warned him that I would press charges if he stopped my sister from leaving. He reluctantly let her go, and she's been staying with me for the last week. My parents were furious when they found out that my sister left her husband. They didn't seem to care that he hit me, probably because I stopped talking to them. I'm still talking to my sister about what she wants to do, and we'll probably start divorce proceedings in a few days. Her husband and my parents have been trying to call and get her to come back, but I've made sure that she doesn't talk to them without me being present. Throughout this whole thing, my boss has been super helpful and has been giving my sister advice about what she could do next. I know that I'm super lucky that my sister managed to wake up so soon and that I've had support from people like my boss. Throughout the whole of last year, I was worried about how my sister was going to end up, but I'm elated now. Man, I don't understand when I read stories like this. How is it possible that a teacher can start dating a student literally days after graduation and he can still keep his job? Like, how? Is the logic that since he's already married, he won't groom anyone else so the damage is already done? Is that what they're thinking? Because it just doesn't make any sense to me. I've also read enough of these stories to know that OP's parents are completely clueless as to why OP isn't talking to them. They probably view OP as like some jealous meddler who's interfering with a loving, passionate marriage because she's jealous about her sister's good fortune in love life. Our next Reddit post is from Us Gullinen. Ever since I was a kid, I've gotten cold sores when I'm going through a period of stress or exhaustion. It's something that I try to prevent, and I've gotten pretty good at managing the outbreaks, but I'm in the middle of one now, and once it's started, it just has to run its course. Anyways, I work in a business that's been converted from an old early 1900s house. The house is huge and has a ton of different rooms. I drag my Yeti bottle full of iced coffee around with me everywhere I go, and because leaving it exposed to the public freaks me out, I usually stick it in employee-only spaces. On Sunday, I was in transit from one area to another, and I set it down to straighten up some merchandise, and I completely forgot about it when I walked away. 
About an hour later, I walked into the room for an unrelated reason, and I saw a group of late teenagers giggling as this kid drank out of the straw in my cup. Apparently, it was a dare. A dare that may have given him a lifelong struggle with cold sores slash herpes simplex, and I wouldn't wish that on anyone. The looks on their faces when I asked for my coffee back. I have two shiny, red, oozy cold sores on the right side of my mouth. At first, I felt like it was karma for drinking out of my cup without me knowing because I definitely would have still finished that coffee, but now I just feel like it's 100% my fault. I keep going back and forth, like it was my responsibility to not leave it out, but he was old enough to know better. In the end, I'm super disappointed in myself for leaving it on a shelf. I hate cold sores, and I sincerely hope that he had a strong enough immune system to fight it off. Opie, I would blame you if you like ran over to the kid, grabbed him by the ears, and pulled him in for a wet, sloppy kiss. But no, you just forgot your water bottle. Everyone's forgotten their water bottle slash keys slash sunglasses somewhere before, so you can't get upset at yourself just because you've done what everyone's done at some point. Our next Reddit post is from Aurora Lights. So in high school, I was in my first relationship. He was my first everything, and I would say that I was in love with him even for years after our relationship ended. We broke up when I was 18 and he was 20. Shortly after, he started dating a girl who is now his wife. One night, close to the end of senior year, I was at a party and I needed a ride home because I was drunk, and the only person that I felt that I could trust to get me home safe was him. So I called him and he came and took me home. I guess I confessed to him how messed up I was about the breakup and him moving on so quickly, like the years we were together meant nothing to him. Like the pieces of me that I gave to him were worthless in his eyes. He didn't say much, just walked me to my door and made sure that I got inside safe. He texted to make sure that I drank Gatorade and had a leave ready for me to take when I woke up. Two days later, he called. He said that what I confessed was eating him up, and he wanted to see me. He wanted to meet up at a place that was special to us and talk, wink wink, the place where I lost my virginity to him. I immediately said yes, so we made the plans. The day of, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do that to his significant other. I canceled and told him that I couldn't break someone else the way that I'd been broken. He understood, and we never spoke again. For years, I regretted it. I always wondered, what if? Then, one day, he sent me a message thanking him for saying all that I said to him and for refusing to see him. He said that I forced him to grow up and learn how to treat people who loved him and loved them right in return. Two days later, he got engaged. I locked myself in my room for two days and cried. When those two days were over, I felt a weight lifted off my shoulders. I felt free of him, of what I imagined life with him would be like. I'm now married to a man who adores me, and I have a beautiful daughter and another on the way. I'm happy, I'm successful, and I'm loved beyond my wildest dreams. And I'd like to think that I would have none of this if I had decided to hurt another woman. I made the right choice, and I have no regrets. OP, I'm proud of you. Homewreckers are the worst. Our next Reddit post is from Kill Icicle. I left my wife because I'm sick of everything needing to match her aesthetic. I know it seems like a dumb thing to end my marriage over, but after dealing with this for so long, I'm finally done. My wife and I are both in our 30s. We have a daughter. 
My wife has always been pretty into appearances, but it was never that bad. She just wanted things to look nice when people came over. Then, she started an Instagram page for moms and got a massive amount of followers, about 400,000 since our daughter was born. Ever since then, I feel like I don't live in a house. I live in an Instagram photo shoot. There can't be any proof that we actually live here. My wife stresses so much about things looking good that she doesn't actually enjoy the moment. She started a fight with me right after our daughter took her first steps because I had put my drink down on the table behind her and it's all that I can see and how she'd need to edit it out of the video. She called me a selfish prick for putting my drink down on a coffee table to watch my daughter take her first steps. Our daughter's bedroom is just a mass of beige and cream. There's barely any toys in it, which was fine when our daughter was small, but now she's getting older. My wife refuses to buy her any toys that doesn't match her aesthetic. My mother took my daughter to the store and let her pick out any toy, and she picked out the dollhouse from the show that she watches. She got all the dolls and furniture, and my wife told her that she had to keep it at my mother's house because there's no place for it at our home. Even though we absolutely have space for it. My wife is convinced that I'm leaving for another woman or that I'm having an affair, but I'm not. I just can't keep feeling like I live in a museum where I can't touch or move anything. I can't even build a blanket fort with my kid without my wife flipping out that they're decorative blankets that she has folded a special way. I'm not going to force my daughter to live in an aesthetic. Also, I've tried to encourage her to seek professional help, but she insists that this isn't a problem and she doesn't need any therapy. Beneath that, we have this top comment from Quirky Somewhere. I have a friend who's a mommy influencer. Well, had a friend. I couldn't stand how she preferred her Instagram over her kid's happiness. All of the happy moments were fake. The kids got mad posing for picture after picture. She would hide the mess, bribe them with treats, get the perfect curated picture for her feed, then proceed to ignore her kids so that she could interact with her followers. It blew my mind to see the behind the scenes of what looked like a picture-perfect life. Our next Reddit post is from similar article. I'm a 29-year-old man, and I took the V-card of a terminally ill 41-year-old woman, and I can't stop thinking about her. I'm a bisexual male escort, and by the way, my job is legal in my country. My customers are mostly gay men and middle-aged women, so she was in no way a surprise for me. So this woman wanted me to meet her at a hotel room that she specifically booked for us. I already knew a few things about her because of the messages she sent me, like her name, her age, and that she never had a relationship, let alone passionate hugging. When we met, we greeted each other, and she had a huge smile on her face. The first rule with my customers is that we get to know each other before we do what we do. We talked for about half an hour, and I found out that she had leukemia and was about to die. She also told me that she never found a boyfriend because of her looks. She was constantly called ugly and disgusting, and no boy wanted to be near her. And this bullying continued during her adulthood. She was always treated like some kind of weirdo. She just thought that she had to wait for the right one, but after so many years, she lost hope and accepted that she's supposed to be lonely. And now that she's 41 and never passionately hugged, she felt like she missed out on the most beautiful thing in life. Her parents died many years ago, and she has no one, so she's all by herself. 
The money she wanted to pay me with was the money that she was about to use for her treatment, but she told me the doctor said that the treatment would only give her a little bit more time, but not save her life. So she figured she could use it to finally find out what it was like to passionately hug instead. I almost teared up a bit, but I forced myself to stay professional and just listen to what she had to say. When she was done, we did the deed, and afterwards, she was smiling so big and said that she hadn't felt this good in years. She asked me if I could lay down with her and cuddle. She said that she would pay more if I did that, and I said yes. We laid down, turned on the TV, and she laid in my arms. What I assumed to be happy tears were rolling down her face, and she snuggled closer to me and closed her eyes. That was the cutest thing I've ever seen. We laid there for two hours. She slept in my arms, and I woke her up and told her that I had to leave now. She nodded and turned around and grabbed her wallet. I told her that she doesn't have to pay me. I gave her my number and offered her to visit me whenever she feels alone and needs someone to be with. She visited me two times before she died and called me every day. We became friends. I even attended her funeral. It made me sad how few people were there. She was such a soft and kind-hearted human being. I can't stop thinking about her. She deserves so much better in life. I've had many customers over the years, and many of them had sad stories, but for some reason, her story is the one that sticks with me. That was r slash true off my chest, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.